Welcome to the SaaS Sales Performance Podcast, the show for anyone wanting to be on the cutting edge of SaaS tech sales. We provide the tools you need to take advantage of the rapidly changing sales environment. We bring you the leading experts on the front lines of SaaS sales and distill down our famous masterclasses into bite-sized practical tips. Your hosts will be Ash Ali and Matt Milligan. And on this podcast, we'll be helping you transform your ability to sell more so you can smash your targets. Welcome back to another episode of the SaaS Sales Performance Podcast. My guest today has worked on both sides of the European continent. He spent time leading and building businesses here in the UK. He's now based out of Barcelona. My guest today is the VP of Sales of Sermo, Italo Madalozzo. Italo, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Matt. Hey, everyone. Very glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Look, Italo, you've had a, a really interesting journey in your SaaS sales career. And I talk a lot on this show about that kind of path into leadership. For those listening to this who haven't connected with you yet, either at the you know some of the sales confidence events in the UK that I know you used to attend, uh, for, the, for those listening to this and hearing about you for the first time, I mean, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a bit more on, on your journey, I mean, how, how did you get started in sales? Thanks for asking, Matt. I started like five years ago in a call center. The pressure was incredible. There was a lot of unhappiness, but I, it was my first time, so I had nothing to compare, and I thought it was fun. And that's how I started reading books, looking for people that were masters of the craft. And this helped me rise extremely quickly. But I think it took me from call center to to VP of sales uh, for a half, five years. It was a combination of curiosity, commitment to being better. So there was humbleness there. There was, it didn't matter how well I did, I, 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 I didn't consider it. And a little bit of self-doubt as well. That was always there, right, pushing. So yeah, I would say this has been a core value in, in, in my career and the one that helped me move really fast. I love that, Italo. And it, you know, it sounds like on your journey so far, you've really used the growth mindset to constantly improve and constantly look at ways to get a bit better. I, I must ask, though, what, what was it that you were selling when you started out in a call center? I was selling, uh, you know, those ads that play before you actually can see and watch your YouTube video. I was doing that for a company called Endemol Shine, is a production company. And uh, they produced Picky Blinder, MasterChef. And it was doing that to small and medium companies. We didn't have a website, no PowerPoint presentation, just some Intel dudes cold calling people and saying, yeah, it's uh, 50K. And no, we have no website, no PowerPoint, no media desk. So, yeah, it was, was fun. Wow, that's super impressive. And I know exactly what you mean by those ads that happen before the YouTube videos, because I spend my life trying to skip them. <laughs> so I've, I've probably got you and your former colleagues to thank for that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that, that must have been an incredible experience in terms of how you started out in your sales career, because I imagine if, particularly if you had no website and no marketing budget, like how the hell did you build trust with people? Did you not get prospects going online and trying to research who you are? Yeah, that's a good question, Matt. And that's, and that's why there was so much suffering, right? Because the rejection was above normal. And still people were feeding this feedback into leadership, but things were not changing. Right? I wasn't conscious about building time. 
what I would think in, in a very innocent way, how can I solve this problem myself? Right? How can I take leadership of the situation? Because, I mean, I have to do what I have to do. It's a hunter call today, there's many conversations, and I don't know if leadership will rescue us from these challenges or not. Right? So I started trying to understand better what are the problems that brand awareness campaign was solving for companies and yes. what kind of challenges marketing people or media companies were having. And this started helping me see situations from their point of view. So I was, I started using their own language. I started, you know, mentioning their challenges. If someone told me something at 10 a.m., I would use that thing from that call at 10 a.m. on my call at 11. And they would be like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happening with us, you know? Yeah, a few hundred calls later, it was natural. Amazing. I love it. Like, what a, a great journey to share. It does make me wonder, Italo, that the sellers starting their careers today benefit from so many great tools and technology. You know, you think about how far we've come with, you know, sales engagement tools, call intelligence tools, sales enablement software that can help you understand your skills and improve you. Are you concerned a little bit that the the new generation of sellers starting their careers today are perhaps not appreciative of what it takes to become successful? Yeah, that's one. I have weekly and monthly conversations with people that want to go somewhere, right? And this somewhere is very high and different than where they are right now. And for them, and in in order for me to serve them, I always ask, okay, what's the skill gap to get there? Who do you need to become, right? to be this person that has this title and you're making this amount of money. And this is a question that always helps people. Oh, I didn't think about that. And why didn't If you're taking leadership of who you want to be, and again, title, money, whatever there is, first thing that would come to my mind is what, what do I need to do? What are the habits? What are the skills? I will be a different person. So what's the dotted line to get there, right? Because I feel that my one thing that would give me a lot of job satisfaction would be to help that person get there in their journey, right? But they need to have both hands on the wheel. They need to drive, right? So when normally people act shocked or like, oh, I didn't think about that, I would say, let's start the list with awareness then, right? Or if they tell me, I think I need, and they give me two things, two bullet points, awareness again, you know, which if we go back to the previous answer, I think, Maybe it's not that I had awareness. Maybe it was this constant self-doubt. It was always kind of like, what else? What else? What more? But yeah, I would say they are a little bit unaware of the skills or, or they have not, no part of the vision of the person that they want to become. And definitely, especially since now there's, with this task economy, there's a tool or one or two options for everything. People become sometimes overwhelmed with options or sometimes they don't because they have so many options, they don't value anything. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it, it, it does make me wonder as well, Italo, whether there's almost a bit of a divide in terms of experienced sales professionals who are perhaps less willing to try new ways of doing things and think they've kind of seen it and been there and done it all versus the, you know, the new generation who are kind of coming in and perhaps haven't had to cut their teeth and learn skills in the call center selling a a product that didn't even have a website. Absolutely. Look, and this this is a huge topic, right? Sometimes, and in sales, it's easy to, to let your ego take too many places, right? 
I think that's a huge missed opportunity. There's always things that you can do to become a better human being that will impact your numbers. Also, Matt, what I see more and more is that there's two forms of knowledge that I have considered that have helped me in my life. One is tangible skills on negotiation, how to run a sales process, discovery. And then there is untangible. What are my core values as a human being that I have to take to a call so that I'm coming up extremely powerful as a person? How can I detach from the outcome of that call? Even though I need to pay rent, get my commission, hit my quota, and so on. How I can max out my curiosity and I can have the good instincts or the right instincts to ask the very good questions. Preparation. Just from, from the point of view of, hey, what is my goal? Where's my goal for this person as well? Not just for me, but for them. Super interesting. So what I'm hearing there, Italo, is there's a lot to be said for being your authentic self as you grow and develop as a salesperson. And in your experience, trying to force a certain behavior or a certain style that isn't aligned to your natural style can actually hold you back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It will hold you back simply because you will come across as not yourself. And that's repellent. People see it. You, you've been on the call with a guy who's laughing nervously or making jokes nervously. And it just makes everything uh, awkward. You can also see when, when there is a guy that is so funny and so authentic and so strong as a person uh, and their presence in the world. But then they go into a call and where the hell did they go? Who's this guy? There is no doubt that these people over the course of five to 10 years and thousands of calls will get there. But in my experience, investing a lot of money myself and in coaching and coaching other people, you can shorten that very quickly, very quickly. You can have a better understanding of who you are. So you're always going into a call with integrity towards yourself and automatically towards the customer, because it would be a failure to the customer if you were trying to be a nice guy or someone else or not challenging them enough and so on. I love that insight. And I think that's super valuable for all of the listeners, you know, we, we have a lot of individual contributors listening to the show, Italo, who are, you know, on this journey that you've just talked through. And I think figuring out those kind of tangible, tangible skills and also those intangible skills is so important for those reasons you mentioned. I love the way you were also describing their, you know, the natural attributes that certain sellers have. If you might be a naturally funny guy, so why not use that to your strengths? and entertain your prospects. But we talk a lot at UHubs about this concept of sales superpowers. So what are your sales superpowers that you can then build off uh, you know, and, and use to really become the best salesperson that you can? You mentioned coaching there, Italo. I mean, any advice for listeners around how they can, they can help understand their, their own superpowers? That's a, that's a very good question, Matt, because we are with ourselves more than anyone and we miss this thing. Or sometimes we even, we think that we are in a way, but we don't believe it. Or even people are telling us, hey, man, you should do this because you're a natural at this. And we resist. One of the things uh, that I do with people I coach within the team and outside the team is, hey, ask three or four people around you, people that know you and people that don't, what inspires you? What about me inspires you? 
Because right? when you have a, a unique presence in the world, people know exactly what the blueprint is. Even if they cover your eyes and you're stalking and they can, you know, feel your presence, they can all okay, this guy's mad. That you know, that it's just it's just him. And then be loyal to yourself and always, always stay within those core values. So if you have to be bold because it lifts you up, be bold. If you have to be funny, be funny. If you are data oriented or driven and you like to talk about numbers, then go there. And and by the way, these core values and driving values are also extremely visible outside of sales calls, right? I would say look for clues there. And that's why I say ask people. Don't don't just ask your work colleague because he only sees you in work environment. But ask people outside of work, what about me inspires you? Love that. So seek feedback from those around you. Constantly seek to understand what your, your values are that then shape your behavior. And then any advice once you've done that exercise, Italo, I mean, did you write yours down? Have you like actually documented what your values are and then you reflect on them? And Absolutely. Absolutely, Matt. And look, I'm using, I'm, I think I'm borrowing the word values. Most people think values are like integrity, honestly. No, I'm talking about I love risk. I like being bold. I like to be courageous. So these are the things that I like to talk about as well, what defines you as a person so that you can bring your own personality and not betray yourself into being a nice guy or what you think they want because you're not serving yourself or them. Yeah, I love that. We've talked yeah. there about some of your experiences as a, as a leader, Etalo, and I'd love to hear about the transition that you made. I mean, how does one go from call center, sales, early career how do you then make the transition into, say, you know, SaaS or software, which is we see a lot in the market at the moment with career transitioners, right? We see teachers wanting to get into sales. We see recruiters wanting to make a, a move into to SaaS sales. If you, you don't mind sharing, like, how did you make that transition? And what would your advice be to, to others thinking of doing that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fair concern, right? I myself am considering a different future and I see in fields I have a room full of medals and trophies. And in whatever else I try to do, it will be an empty room that I'll have to fill. So that's kind of like, whoa. And I've built my identity based on these achievements, which honestly is not the best thing I can do for myself, right? Without going into any past experience, you could tell me who you are. Without going into the past, right? Just seeing your own body proposition as a person right now, right? So I think getting a clear understanding of, of who I am there Help me, you know, trust that I have things that I can can bring to the table in this room, in this role. It's super scary at the beginning because there's so much gravity when you join a new role. Even today, as a salesperson, when I go to a new company, I have a mental process. First deal, they're gonna think of beginner's luck. Second deal, I'm gonna think of still lucky. But on the third deal, I'm gonna shut myself up, the haters, and then I know I'm onto something, right? But Matt, the, the, the biggest thing is this commitment to learning has made me being very used to being comfortable without knowing things and having this mental process. So whenever I go into a company, I think I shared this with you at some point. I go randomly to salespeople and marketing, interviewing them. Why are the problems we solve? Why are they buying from us? And I see that the onboarding, they want to start with product knowledge. And I'm like, no, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to deal with that in a month or whenever. Because that was what has helped me 
in the past, understand their language, understand them, so that I can ask questions where just with the questions, these guys are thinking, well, the thing was what he's talking about. He's asking stuff that we don't know the answer to. And normally, you know, that's, and I'm supposed to, right? Even if I don't have the insight or the product knowledge, at least I have the authority because I understand them, the problems, and I ask the right questions. And Matt, if we see the tenure of salespeople in the fast industry, every two years people are changing roles, uh, changing companies. So if learning is not your thing, you're in trouble. This is going to be painful and you're going to suffer. Because I've seen skills champions from company A join company B and they get sloppy. They don't invest that much in their own learning. For me, learning is a value, right? And it's a value that I look for in companies. So I have been extremely disappointed when I join companies that don't have invested a small percentage of their revenue into learning and development. Learning sounds like it's a, it's a core component. It's interesting. You talked there as well around consistency. And like you mentioned, you know, you can be the top performer in one company, but then actually if you get complacent, you move on, it may not work out in the next role. This is something that we see come up a lot in sales teams is how you keep your team consistent and keep them constantly growing and, and, and progressing. I mean, how do you think about doing that in the, the teams that you lead? Yeah. So, so look, uh, learning science tells us we forget almost everything, almost everything. If you read a book, maybe you retain 5%, you apply 1% or less. And that's a big problem. And if you add that, that some people, they are told to learn instead of it's coming from them, you have another problem because you have to convince people. You have to have an energetic buy-in to the, to the value of learning. And it should be automatic that still people want to make commission, but somehow they resist learning or they wing it. Most of these things have to become a habit. The science of habit says it has to be many days until you autopilotly do, say, and use certain skills. Yeah, spot on. It's all I... I've really enjoyed the conversation today. We've covered everything from you know your journey starting out. We've talked about the evolution of the profession since when you know you even began your career to now. We've talked about the tangible and the intangible skills that you need to build awareness of and and build throughout your career. We've talked about sales superpowers. I mean, just to finish off to today's conversation, reflecting on your journey so far, like what do you think is is one key learning? that you really would like to pass on that you think would, would, would help others on the same path to you? One key learning, Matt, is if your drinks, food, party, travel budget is bigger than your learning budget, you are extremely far from the 1% or the 5%. When normally I tell you how many thousands have you invested in yourself in the last 12 months, I rarely hear someone saying a lot, you know? But when we talk about the other stuff, yeah, which is okay, right? Because I don't think there's a culture around that. But there is a culture on eating healthy. And I think just what you put into your brain or into other of your systems to, to, to grow is equally important. So my learning was having that sense of self-care and invest a lot of money myself from early on in my self-care. Amazing. I think the title for this episode needs to be how to you know fast track your sales journey by doing just that. I've really enjoyed today's conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on the episode today and sharing so generously. For those listening to this who would like to you know, connect with yourself, follow up, learn more, where's the best place for them to, to do that? LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where I'm most reachable and active. 
Amazing. Italo, I must say as well, for those who do catch up with, with him in person or on Zoom, one of the best beards in the business. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you a lot for having me and, and thank you for you know creating content that is relevant for certain people and, and for sharing this stuff to so many people that um, are looking for something and this may be the beginning of something great for them. Absolutely. Italo, I really appreciate you coming on and thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. By uncovering blind spots on performance, motivation, and skills, UHubs helps busy sales leaders at top SaaS companies to optimize their sales enablements so that they can develop reps and grow revenue. The UHubs Pulse platform visualizes each team's development needs, personalized upskilling, and provides data-driven coaching recommendations. These save sales managers 40 plus hours per quarter and help reps to ramp up 30% faster. Supercharge your sales team by booking a demo today.